0: So we're watching and waiting to see what the provincial government might announce later today. Uh, The premier hinting that we might see some changes to restrictions uh, heading into Christmas uh, and also free rapid testing available, take-home kits. But at the same time, if you're watching what's going on with COVID around the country and around the world, you'll see there's a lot of concern because of Omicron. Or Omicron, or however you say it. But Ontario um, canceling some school support uh, sports in Waterloo. Um, Omicron really taking off there. And then you take a look at what's going on in the UK. It's really, really shocking how quickly. Uh, this new strain is spreading and uh, doubling in and, and all the rates that we talk about. But the question is, and I've said this a million times, until we have the information, I don't think we need to freak out. We can't panic yet because we need to know. And we're getting more information and it's getting more confusing to me at least because some of it doesn't sound good, but some of it does. So what do we know and what should be waiting on? We'll get some in- Expert insight here. We're going to chat with Dr. Jason Kinderchuk, an assistant professor in medical microbiology and infectious diseases at the University of Manitoba. Um, Doc, thank you for joining us again and sort of walking us through what we know and what we don't know. Appreciate it. Hey,
1: I'm happy just finding out I'm not the only
0: one confused by all (laughs) the information out there. So that's good. This is the thing, because now I think the last time we talked was probably two, three weeks ago, and it was sort of, let's wait. Let's wait until we get the information, which... Was two or three weeks away, so now we're starting to get it, um, but we don't have all of it yet, right? Is that are we sort of in this flux where we're finding out, but we don't know definitively yet? Yeah, so the issue
1: is, is that as we get information in, it doesn't come all in one package, right? So we get bits and pieces, certainly from, from different areas of the world, and that gives us a lot of insight, but it also doesn't give us you know, a 100% concrete answer for everything about, about Omicron. And that makes it confusing, because now we're having to try and be very fluid in our response based on pieces of information, but not necessarily the, you know, the whole book of what Omicron is.
0: So what do we know definitively <laughs> at this point? Yeah, a good question,
1: right? So (laughs) what what do we know definitively? And I think you summed up a lot of it. I mean, listen, this is a a variant of concern that is spreading unbelievably rapidly, right? We we haven't seen this before. And I think that is why you're seeing as much caution uh, being leveled right now as there is. Certainly the push for third doses is, you know, really the reasoning is we we are seeing very, very quick spread and we don't necessarily know what we're dealing with. Certainly, uh, reinfections have been higher with with this particular variant. Um, You put Vaccinated people in front of this with with two doses, we're, we're seeing breakthrough infections, and, and we're trying to figure out why that that necessarily is. The severity of disease issue is a much bigger chasm right now. So there is data to suggest that there may be milder disease. Certainly, the, the South African uh, data suggested that, but there are a litany of caveats that come with that, and I think that's why you're seeing a lot of caution being taken with the data and saying, listen, we we don't know what this looks like, so our best bet. Is to not see a bunch of infections. Let's try and and maintain, uh, you know, whatever, uh, whatever, you know. In- I, I guess ease we can in the healthcare system at present.
0: I think that's that makes sense to me because I mean I, I I watched the the video from the doctor in South Africa the one who sort of has been dealing with this since it started down there saying you know what we're not seeing people in hospital in fact our death rate has gone down and if you take a look at what's going on in the UK I think they announced their first death from Omicron yesterday so one death um, and in some places we're seeing where case counts shot up through the roof but hospitalizations remain steady so. There are some positive indicators that we keep hearing, but, I mean, any massive increase in case counts will ultimately, even if it's a reduced percentage, lead to more hospitalizations, correct? That's exactly
1: it, right? So if we look at this from the, the auspice of the virus, and we think, okay, if it has enhanced transmissibility, but it's a little bit less virulent, what does that mean for us? Well, it doesn't mean that we're in the clear, because now you're seeing a virus that gets out to far more people far faster. So even though there's a little bit less virulence, you can still end up with basically overloading your hospital. So that's where we we just don't have the data to tell us right now in high-risk populations and certainly in in people that are unvaccinated, Mm -hmm. what are we seeing? Because the majority of the areas where we're seeing really, really strong spread of this variant, uh, there is really good immune protection in the community through either prior infection or vaccination. But we have pockets that are still highly susceptible.
0: So the latest information that I'm seeing this morning, um, this is from WHO. They're coming out and saying, okay two doses of Pfizer, you're 33% protected against Omicron. But if you take a third dose, the bo- booster dose, now you're up to 70%. Um, so it's not saying the vaccine is not effective, but it's less effective than Delta, correct? Yes, that, that, that's exactly it, right? And again,
1: there, there are caveats in that early data, and I think we, we have to appreciate that this is you know a, a, yes, a exactly. very specific population. But what it tells us is that listen, the, the severe disease protection there is still you know protection from severe disease, but it is not the same as what we've seen before. So, ergo, we need to keep people uh, protected. The third dose is going to be important, but it's also all those other you know kind of you know you risk benefit ratios that we need to go through in those risk assessments to try to keep the virus at bay on top of vaccination.
0: Um, the people, and I'm sure you've heard this, where some people are saying, "Well, this is how the Spanish flu ended. We got a very, 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 very infectious strain, but it didn't cause severe illness. It tore through the population. People didn't get sick, and we ended up where we are now. Um, so a lot of people are saying, this is actually really good. This is maybe the way we this ends. Is it too early to make that prediction?
1: Oh, 100%. <laughs> okay. If there's
0: anything that we should have
1: learned about COVID-19 at this point, it is this virus is unpredictable, and we can't necessarily look back at, at influenza or, or certainly other viruses to infer what's going to happen, um, because we, we have done that before. And, and I think where we are right now is kind of like, listen, we we have an option where this is now a vaccine-preventable disease. Let's get people vaccinated and try and, and, and get transmission down to a minimum based on those public health measures and, and not just letting the virus kind of move through populations.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think we're seeing some countries do that. Do you anticipate that might be the course we take as we continue to learn more? We know that it spreads at an incredible rate, more than anyone that we've seen. And while we wait to see, you know, in terms of severity and illness and death and things like that, try and keep uh, the brakes on as much as we can.
1: I think so. You know, I think that nobody wants to go back to this idea of, of lockdowns, right? right so yeah. We've got vaccines. We know what actions we can do to protect ourselves from transmission. It's going to be about monitoring what's going on locally and certainly what's going on in, in the local healthcare systems. If you start to see that they're getting over-exacerbated, uh, then then there may be some some need to put on, uh, you know, much harsher restrictions. But we can do a lot
0: just through our own behaviors, and I think that's where we need to be. Okay, last one before I let you go. What's with the pills, the treatment? We keep talking about vaccines, and we keep talking about restrictions and blah, blah, blah. Where are we at in terms of another form of treatment, which we knew, or uh, we've been told is very effective, even against Omicron? Yeah, we're, we're moving closer, right? So the Pfizer and, uh,
1: and Merck drugs, I think, are, are getting closer. Pfizer's taking a little bit of a hit. The uh, the Merck drug looks pretty good. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on authorization, right? But that also is a benefit for people that are already sick and, right. and infected. So vaccination up front, absolutely. The, the additional antivirals are, are certainly going to help from a supportive care standpoint.
0: Gotcha. Okay, Doc, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's Dr. Jason Kindrichuk, who is an assistant professor in medical microbiology and infectious diseases at the University of Manitoba. He's walked us through this pandemic right from the beginning. And, you know, I think the message from the doc there is we don't know. We still don't know. We're getting early indications. We're getting early results of very, very small tests.